Welcome to the Marketer's Key Podcast with your host, Jason Dombelli, a 16-year-old entrepreneur and speaker, interviewing powerful and innovative business leaders around the world as they share their secret keys about business, marketing, and more. Now, let's tune in. Welcome back to the 18th episode of the Marketer's Key Podcast. It's been a while since we actually recorded one, but today I'm glad to have Nolan Long in our podcast. So everyone, before we actually get started, I just want to say that the podcast now is rebranded. Before, we were only focusing on interviewing world-class entrepreneurs and how they market and grow brands. But now we just want to interview anyone that's building their brand or have grew their brand to higher standards. So today we're actually going to be started with Nolan Long. So Nolan, can you just give us a background story of what you've been through, who you are, what do you do, etc.? All right, yeah. Um, I'm Nolan Long. I am a right-handed pitcher with the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. I... Um, I uh, grew up in Waterford, Connecticut. I actually played basketball and baseball in high school, and I went to college at at Wagner College in Staten Island, New York. In Staten Island, New York, and um, I played baseball on a basketball scholarship. Actually, so it was uh, kind of a, a weird situation. How how, how did that happen? Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> I played both all my life. Uh-huh. I can't even remember when I started. It's just kind of been in my family. My dad and my uncle both played uh, basketball and baseball at, um, uh, at the Division One level. One, my dad played at University of Rhode Island, and my uncle played both at UConn. So it's just kind of always been in my blood, just the athletic gene. And, um, yeah, I... I uh, kind of always wanted to play both, kind of want to follow in their footsteps because, I mean, why not? Why focus on one? Just kind of enjoy yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm playing a sport uh, at the next level. I mean, what's not to enjoy? So, um, yeah, I uh, ended up strictly, this is actually kind of a longer story, but uh-huh. um, so and out of public high school, uh, I went to Waterford High School in Waterford, Connecticut, where I grew up, and um, played both. I excelled in baseball quicker, mm-hmm. so that's where I was getting most of my collegiate looks, and um, as I was playing basketball, as my uh, basketball career went on, I was just kind of shunned by the um, college basketball scene almost, just because like they were like, okay, well, he's a baseball player, he's going to go play baseball, which is not, it's not what I wanted. Right. I uh, wanted to play both, but I mean, it's kind of hard to get that word out as a sophomore junior in high school that hey like I want to get recruited I want to play basketball as well so um, I ended up committing my junior year to the University of Rhode Island to play just baseball and as my senior year went on I had my best uh, basketball best basketball year Um, and I was like look uh, uh, it's time for me to do both so I decided to um look at prep schools, which is just like one year of just um, another year of high school, pretty much. It's almost like reclassifying. So I did a post-grad year, it's called. Um, another year of 
high school where I played at uh, South Kent School in South Kent, Connecticut, which is known for its basketball. Uh, um, Isaiah Thomas went there with the uh, Denver Nuggets now, was uh, with the um, Cavs and the, Cel- and the uh, Celtics, yes, as well sir. as Mo Harkless, Andre Flash, uh, just uh, NBA players. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I got my name out there as a basketball player. And now I had the decision to say, hey, whoever recruits me for basketball, I also want to be a baseball player. So that's how I ended up at Wagner College um, in Staten Island. And, uh, yeah, so after my sophomore year, I kind of really excelled in baseball as I, you know, progressed. And I was drafted in the 16th round by the Dodgers and, you know, been working my way up through their uh, farm system ever since. Wow. Okay, so... How did you stand out? Because you said a little bit with, that you wanted to play both sports. You wanted to play both basketball and baseball. Yeah. So did you use that to get your name out there more? Or was, you did something else t- for people to know who Nolan Long is? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't something I did to get my name out there. That just kind of got my name out there. It was like, well, I mean, it doesn't really happen often where a guy can play two sports at a division one level i was just i was just doing what i wanted to do it was mm-hmm. just kind of it was just sort of happening in the moment where like i mean obviously you're gonna have uh you got people coming to your games i mean i'm not i'm from a smaller town so i mean every time there's a write-up i mean of, of me and like the paper or whatever online videos posted it, it that it just kind of was one in itself just kind of getting out there or expanding my brand as you would say or whatever uh-huh. um so yeah it wasn't something i was planning on doing it was just something that happened because i mean what i what i did was different in itself just because i was playing two sports at, at potentially the next level so that's nice because not that many people actually could get into d1 because a lot of people struggle to just get into d1 for one sport but for the fact you got two that probably really got you the leverage yeah no for sure it was uh it was really uh that post-grad year at south Kent, it was really a uh a cool experience to be able to say hey like uh every every because we would have like open practices open gyms where you know all these uh big time d1 coaches would come in there and be like hey like what's your what's up man like just looking to talk to you and i i you know, let them know what, what I was about. Like, hey, like, if I if I come to school for basketball, like, we got to get the baseball coach in here and uh, talk to him as well and just kind of let him know that uh, that I'm looking to get a spot on the baseball team as well. That's an interesting story. I like this. So what yeah. do you see other professional baseball players or even basketball players since you've been on both sides? Like, what do you see other peers both professional and your other peers that are in the minor leagues in baseball, what do you see they do to get their name out there? Like, how for anyone that is listening today, what advice do you see that they apply that the listeners could apply as well? Well, I mean, to get their name out there, I mean, it, it's more, it's more so uh, performance based as I as I see it. Um, there's there's obviously other ways as like, I mean, the huge platforms like social media and any type of 
any type of like platform along those lines. Um, like I have uh, like teammates who have a way way bigger following than I do on social media. I'm, I've been trying to uh, leverage myself because I mean it's it's helpful in the long run. I mean mm-hmm. why not? And um, just like because where I went to school wasn't that big of a school. It was just kind of like a small D1. And um, so I didn't have quite like the exposure as like a guy who went to North Carolina or UCLA or one of my good friends went to uh, Ole Miss. And he has one of the biggest followings on social media. And he's probably got upwards of like 25,000 followers. And he's, nice. uh, he's constantly like, um, like, leveraging himself on his social media which i kind of like i mean i lived with him and uh, i lived with him during the season and stuff like that and i kind of see how he goes about his business and it was just kind of like um that's it, it kind of it was interesting to me and like how he does it as just oh aside from like being a really good baseball player a really good athlete he's constantly involved in you know, meeting people and like sign, whether that's signing autographs before and after the games, talking to people, and you know, there are some players who, I mean, it's just part of their nature who, you know, don't like that uh, interaction with fans mm-hmm. or whatever. Which, you know, to each their own. But um, uh, yeah, so it's it's just little stuff like that, like engaging in conversation with, you know, a parent who's got a kid in the stands or. You know, a kid who's in high school who's a baseball player wants to talk to you about, you know, what he's going through and so advice you can give him. So, I mean, it's – there's multiple ways. Like, where I'm at, I, I'm fortunate because I have that kind of uh, – I can make that decision of, like, how I carry myself. Mm, okay. That's good to hear. And since you brought up the people you're around with and how they're engaging with their audience – like, I interviewed a couple of people that actually are verified on Instagram, and I know you are one of them, but I never really had a chance to ask the question. And maybe some of the listeners today might be wondering. So if you get the badge, like, do you get, like, a better retention and response to, from other people that also have the badge, or do you think it doesn't really make any difference? Um, to an extent, I believe. Um... I don't know. It was just kind of like um, it was how I got it was just kind of like uh, my my agent brought it up and he was like it was a possibility that he could and I was like oh, why not? I mean <laughs> why, why not? Right? Uh-huh. So um, yeah. So I mean, I woke up one morning and my brother texted me and he said, "Hey, since when are you verified on Instagram?" And I said, "Well, that that had to have just happened, but." Um, yeah, it's it's been you get more recognition because I mean my profile needs I mean I I like to I, I'll post pictures every now and again. I don't post as much as I should to leverage mm-hmm. my platform, which I've been trying to. But um, yeah, I mean it it you definitely get recognized because my profile is somewhat bear and i got maybe a couple maybe like a hundred followers as soon as it got um verified 
and wow. I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like you get recognized more just because of the blue badge, I guess. But I mean, also I've also seen people who have hundreds of thousands of followers who don't have it, and it's just about what they post, and they just like are well connected with their audiences, and they have a product that people like. So it's both the ways. Yeah, uh, I, it's to an extent. I feel like the badge helps. But, I mean, if you're posting stuff that people like, I mean, it doesn't matter if you got a blue check or not. Okay, good point, good point. So, what secret sauce do you have to share as we're ending the podcast session? Like, anything between life, building brands, etc. Um, kind of like what has gotten me here today is, I, I, I've just kind of, I don't know, my secret sauce would just be like, be relentless, mm. you know? I just feel like, if if you're if you got something you like, I mean, why not double down and go all in on it? Like I feel like I was put here to play a sport, to engage in you know people who enjoy watching sports who want to talk about them, and uh, I feel like that has gotten me like a good uh, following uh, because who I am is, I mean, I I don't let sports define me but it has definitely brought me to a better place than I could have if I didn't have this and um, I don't know it's just the relentlessness of wanting to be better and to succeed is just something that I um, I really strive by because I've been through a ton of failures as an athlete like I mean just countless and getting down on myself and just not thinking I was I could play or stuff like that and then I I don't know just something clicked it took like the the most amount of failures I, I remember I had um, just a really bad like 2016 year and beginning of 2017 it took me to get to rock bottom to realize like hey man like it's do or die right here and like I, I firmly believe I can still do this. Like there was that shred of hope where hey, I can still do this and now like ever since then I, I haven't turned back and it's a place I once you hit rock bottom you know you don't want to go back there. So right. it's just for it's just, sure. It's from from here on out it's just like what do I gotta do to take that next step, you know? Yes, sir. Okay, for everyone that is listening, Nolan um, how can they follow your journey? Well, I mean, as a minor league baseball player, I played with the Tulsa Drillers, the AA affiliate with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, um, yeah, I mean, any any uh, minor league baseball website, you can MILB.com or, you know, the MILB app. I mean, you can follow any team, any player. Um, so, I mean, if you want to, follow my uh follow my path my journey as a baseball player you know hopefully it gets more interesting when i'm in the in the major leagues uh soon because uh that's that's what i'm playing for uh, yeah i i would love for people to follow me follow my uh follow my journey i'm rooting for you man mlb yes sir cool, thank, man. thank you uh, for sure thank you everyone for tuning into the podcast nolan thank you personally again for being on Yes, uh, I'll be leaving um, his contacts as of social media on the bio and check him out.
Yes, sir. Thanks, Jason. Thank you.